This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. I want us to read together this evening in the book of Hosea, the 10th chapter, Hosea chapter number 10, and verse number 12. Hosea chapter number 10 and verse number 12. The prophet writes, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity. Ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. Therefore shall a tumult arise among thy people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled. As Shalman spoiled Beth Arbel in the day of battle, and the mother was dashed in pieces upon her children, so shall Bethel do unto you because of your great wickedness. In a morning shall the king of Israel utterly be cut off. I want you to notice what the Bible says in verse number 12. There's a prophet said, for it is time to seek the Lord. It is time to seek the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Father, I pray that you would help us this evening as the Tabernacle Baptist Church family and many of our friends and many of our neighbors, perhaps across our town, across our state, across our country, and even across the world, maybe watching, maybe listening. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts through your word. Help us and give us understanding. Help me to be faithful, to proclaim the message of your word this evening, to encourage your people. Holy Spirit, we need your presence and power among us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The prophet said it is time to seek the Lord. As we look this morning into the book of Isaiah, chapter number 55, Isaiah said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And this message was a call to come unto the Lord for salvation. It was a call to those who did not know the Lord. And it was also a call to those who did know the Lord. As we come to the book of Hosea, we find the prophet is ministering to the people, speaking on behalf of the Lord to the tribes, the 10 northern tribes of Israel. Israel, those northern tribes, the northern kingdom, had turned away from the Lord and would continue to turn away. Despite the urging and the cries of the faithful prophets 
who called them to repentance, who called them to turn into the Lord. Despite the judgments which came upon them, time and time again, they were a stiff-necked and rebellious people, and they turned away from the Lord until eventually they were carried away by the Assyrians into captivity. Before all of that happened, Hosea the prophet, who was called to marry a woman who was a harlot, her name was Gomer, he was called to marry her as an illustration of how that Israel had committed adultery and committed whoredoms against the Lord. And now the prophet is crying here in the 10th chapter, and he's speaking to the people, beckoning them to return unto the Lord. And he says, it is time to seek the Lord. We see in verse number two that the people were divided in their hearts. Notice, if you would, please, we'll look up. We'll, look, we'll actually, we'll back up to verse number one. Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. The hearts of the people were divided. On one hand, they expressed with their lips that they desired to serve the Lord. But yet, on the other hand, their hearts were given to idolatry and judgment was coming upon them. In verse number 13, the Bible tells us, uh, as, as the prophet spoke to them, he said, ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way, not the Lord's way, but in their own way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. They were relying upon themselves and not upon the Lord. Their hearts had been turned away unto idols, and they continued in their sin. And now certain judgment awaited them. Look in verse 14. Therefore shall a tumult arise among thy people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled, as Shalman spoiled Beth Arbel in the day of battle. And the, 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 the prophet goes on here to speak of uh, the unspeakable things which happened to the people uh, in that battle and how uh, this cruel king came against them. And here we find that the people are being warned concerning the judgment that is awaiting them. But yet, if they will take advantage of the opportunity that God is giving to them here in verse number 12, if they will take advantage of the time that they have, the opportunity that lies before them, then they can experience mercy. Notice again what the Bible says in verse 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. There's no doubt that Hosea would say the same thing to America today. There's no doubt he would say the same thing to many who profess uh, to know the Lord Jesus today. He would say to us, it is time to seek the Lord. It is time for a fresh and a new start. 
When you think about what's happening and what we're experiencing at these moments, unprecedented in my lifetime, and, and as I've heard many of our folks say, they've never seen anything like it before. There have been other times of disease and viruses in the history of our nation and also uh, in the history of our world. There have been many outbreaks of different types of plagues, but we really have never seen uh, something quite like this where people are being called to, to stay at home, where uh, we're not allowed to gather in groups of uh, more than 10, and uh, we just have not experienced anything quite like it. Uh, where we've seen the athletic events closed and, and uh, we see all of the things that <clears throat> we would look to normally in our American lives uh, come to a halt. And we imagine as we think about where all of this could lead and, and then we think about well, what will happen as a result of it and more importantly, what will God do through it? And I want you to know that God, without doubt, has a purpose and plan that he wants to fulfill. He has a purpose and plan that he wants to fulfill in my life and in my home and in our church, in your life, in your home, in your church. God has a purpose and plan. God has a purpose and plan for our nation. He is working and will work through this. I've heard text message reports, or I've read them rather, uh, text message reports, and I've heard other reports uh, from friends of mine who, who tell me that there are people who are sending them messages or it's people who are calling their church and record numbers of people are viewing sermons online and uh, they're wondering what is God doing and they're opening their hearts to, to receive God's truth. And so we know that God is at work. And God desires to use this time uh, when we don't have to get up and go to school. Uh, when, when many aren't able to work the hours that they might normally work while others are working more. Many of us have extra time, time to ourselves. And may God help us not to waste it. As the prophet said, it is time to seek the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter four and verse number 29, the Lord says, if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. What a wonderful promise to those of us who hear the word of God and obey God's word. To those of us who will desire in these moments, in these days, to re-examine our lives, to remove the distractions, to, to examine our own hearts, and to begin to seek the Lord yet again. May God help the Tabernacle Baptist Church to seek the Lord. May the pastor learn uh, afresh and anew to seek the Lord. And God says, if we seek him, he says, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. May God help us with our hearts and our souls to seek the Lord. Psalm 105, verse number four, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Oh, that God would do a work in our lives in these moments that would cause us to continually move forward looking for his face, looking to him, looking to hear from him. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. 
May we thank the Lord for all that he has done for us, how he has blessed us, and we praise him for it. As we read this morning in Isaiah 55 and verse 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. What an opportunity God has given us right now. When many people are saying, well, what am I going to do with myself? I'm not used to having this free time. I'm normally involved or engaged in this activity or that. And uh, people say, well, how can I be productive during this time? Well, there's no greater way to be productive during this time than to seek the Lord. And may God help us to do it. The Bible tells us in Romans 13 and verse number 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. If there was ever a time that God wanted his church and his people to awake out of the slumber and the stupor that many have fallen into, it's now. Paul said, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. May the Lord help us to take advantage of this time to seek the Lord. Well, how do we do it? Well, I'm glad that Hosea explains to us how that we can seek the Lord. And he uses a a wonderful agricultural picture here. Uh, Notice again in verse number one, Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Here he speaks of the idolatry of Israel, but he says Israel is a vine. God planted the vine. We find that picture throughout the Old Testament. The Bible tells us in, in, in the New Testament that we, the church, we are believers. We are God's husbandry. We are God's garden. And the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians that we are to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. We are the garden of God. And so the Lord uses this wonderful language to illustrate for us here this evening and here in this book of Hosea how that we may seek the Lord. Now, I'm not a gardener, I'm not a farmer by any measure, but I, in, 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 as a child back in the day, my grandparents had a garden, and it was a pretty large garden. And each spring, uh, my grandfather would go out and he would plow the garden, and then he would plant the seed. And uh, before long, uh, the crops would begin to grow, and uh, you could go out into the garden and you could get the corn and uh, you could pick the green beans, and he had radishes in his garden and tomatoes in his garden and okra in his garden. And there were many times, many times in those summer months when I would spend time as a boy at my grandparents' house that we would have garden suppers. We would eat uh, the produce from the garden. And uh, maybe as an eight, nine, ten-year-old boy, I didn't quite appreciate that like I should have. But if I could go back and have one of those garden suppers, I would enjoy it greatly. You see, we are God's garden. We're God's people. He's planted us. And he desires that we would produce fruit, that we would glorify him. Oh, may God help us to seek him so that he might rain his righteousness upon us. Now, as we think about this time to seek the Lord, there are three things we see here. And they fit the imagery of the garden. Number one, it is time to plow. It's time to plow. The Bible says here in verse number 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up 
your fallow ground. That's it. That means to break up the hard ground. Over the winter months, the ground gets cold. And uh, uh, over time, uh, the workers uh, will walk across the fields and the ground will get trampled down. It will become hardened ground. And if we're going to have seed sown into our hearts, then we must learn to break up the fallow ground. I mentioned to you a moment ago that my grandfather every spring would get his, his uh, rototiller out and he would begin to till the ground. He would begin to plow the ground. And he told me, he always told me, back when I was a boy growing up, we had to do it a, a much more difficult way. We had to uh, strap a plow behind a team of mules and we had to put the blade in the ground and we had to have the team of mules pull the plow along. You see, the plow is a sharp instrument that penetrates that hard ground. And then it takes the force of those animals pulling that plow along the ground. It takes a lot of uh, horsepower, if you will, to, to bring that plow across that field to, to cause those furrows to be opened up so that that ground can be opened and that ground can receive the seed that the farmer would sow. And over time, our hearts get hard. Uh, through prosperity, uh, through the busyness of life, through the distractions of entertainment, uh, through all of the circumstances that, that we deal with today, oftentimes our hearts become hardened, especially those of us who have heard so many wonderful truths from the word of God, but have not heeded them. We've heard them. We know them. In fact, there's not much that we can hear today that we haven't already heard. But nonetheless, we have failed to heed them. Every time we do that, it's like a man taking a, a large boot and placing it on the ground and compacting it down. That's what happens to our heart when we disregard the truths of God's word. And so many of us know them. So many of us have heard them. But oftentimes we disregard them and that ground begins to get hard. What is it that we need? What is it that we should do if we're going to seek the Lord? Well, we've got to plow. We've got to allow the word of God to the, the sharp instrument, the blade, uh, the penetrating power of the word of God to penetrate this old, hard, sin-sick, cold, indifferent, apathetic heart and allow God by his spirit to pull it through our lives and break up the fallow ground. Uh, my mentor, Pastor Clarence Sexton, would often say, if you want to change the future, you must disturb the present. And if we're going to see anything in our future change after the coronavirus episode is over, after we've returned to work and after we've returned to our busy pace and our hectic lives, I wonder if anything will be different. I wonder if we'll experience a touch of God's blessings upon our lives. If so, we must be willing to disturb the present. We must be willing to allow God and his word to penetrate our hearts. You see, their hearts had become hard once they had been passionate in their devotion to the Lord. But over time, their love grew cold. Their tears and their tenderness gave way to apathy and indifference. 
Their worship went from a delight to a dread. They held their hymn books and sang the words, but without praise and without joy in their hearts. Their minds were occupied with the thoughts of the world, with its pleasures, with its leisure, with its entertainment and its wealth. Perhaps they were disappointed with the Lord because of sorrow, because of circumstances, and because of pain. But no matter what the cause was, their hearts had grown cold and were hardened. And the prophet told them, it is time to seek the Lord. It's time to plow. It is time to allow God to break up the hard hearts of your life. The Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12 that the, the plow that will do the job is the word of God. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12 says, For the word of God is quick. That means it is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God is like a sharp sword that can penetrate into our lives, into our hearts. It can, it can expose us for who we are. It can, it can bring to light the wicked motives that we possess and the dreadful attitudes that creep into us. God can take that word, that powerful two-edged sword, and he can penetrate our hard hearts and he can begin to expose to us our sin. And if we will allow him, he can surgically uh, remove it with great precision. May God help us in these moments, not to waste them, but allow the plow of the word of God to be applied to our cold, indifferent hearts. In Isaiah 23, or rather in Jeremiah 23 and verse 29, the Lord said, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? I want to tell you, friend, the only thing that will break through the hardened hearts of cold and indifferent men is the power of the word of God. And it has the power to break through. May we allow that word of God to break up the fallow ground of our lives. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 4 and verse 3, Thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. Jesus in, in Mark chapter number four gives the parable of the sower. And he talks about the sower who went out to sow. And the sower, of course, is sowing the seed. The seed is the word of God. And as the gospel is proclaimed and the message of God's word is preached, it falls on different types of soil. In Mark chapter 4 and verse number 14, the Lord Jesus explains to his disciples the meaning of that parable. In verse number 14, the Bible says, The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. You see, there was no, there was no reception for the seed. There was no, the ground is hard. It's the wayside. It, it, it's the path uh, that the workers used as they walked through the fields. And so it was trampled on and there was no place for the seed to fall upon. And may God help us not to allow our hearts to be trampled by the filthy feet of this world. 
And may God help us to allow that blade to penetrate us so that when the seed is sown, Satan can't come and snatch it away. He goes on to explain in verse number 16, and these are they likewise which were sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterward when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. In other words, these are people who receive the word and, and, and outwardly they, they seem to embrace God's truth. But once trial and difficulty comes their way, there's no, there's no depth in them because the rocks are occupying their heart. May God help us to allow the word to plow deep and remove the rocks from our lives that God may sow deeply and the roots may grow deeply into our hearts. The Bible says in verse number 18, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. In other words, there are times we, we hear the word of God proclaimed and we receive the word of God and, and we do well for a while, but after a period of time, we get distracted. We, 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 we get caught up in other things and as the thorns would grow up and choke uh, the, the fruit of the ground. So the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches, the busyness of our schedule, all of the clubs that we have to be a part of and all the activities we need to be uh, involved in, they began to choke the word of God and make us unfruitful. Oh, Jeremiah said, so not among the thorns. May God help us to allow the plow of the word of God to deep. Uh, to, to dig deep into our hearts and remove the rocks and remove the thorns and remove the weeds from our lives. Verse number 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. Friend, we need to prepare our hearts during this time. We need to allow God to sink the plow deep in us so that he can prepare the soil so that we can bring forth fruit for him. Don't you want things to be different from this point forward? May God help us. It is time to seek the Lord. It's time to plow. But secondly, we see not only is it time to plow, but it's time to plant. It's time to plant. Once the ground has been prepared and the, the soil is fertile and the seed is to be sown, and uh, it will take root and uh, we will become fruitful in our Christian lives. Notice what he says in verse 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. We just need to keep sowing that seed. We need to let God do a work in our hearts. We need to allow God to, to, to penetrate and, and break up the fallow ground. And then we need to sow the seed. Now, every spring when, when my grandfather would sow the garden, it was an intentional effort. He had certain rows designated uh, for certain types of crops. And if you're going to see those crops in that field, then you had to sow the certain type of seed. 
And you had to be intentional about it. You couldn't just go out there with a handful or two and just hope something happened. You had to be very precise and very intentional as to what seed you were sowing and what rows of the field you were sowing them in. And after you sowed those seeds and you did it the way that you were supposed to intentionally, then you could wait for the harvest. And so this sowing is an intentional work. And if we're going to seek the Lord, it is going to be an intentional work. What is it that we must do in these days, in these moments, uh, when things are unusual? We must take advantage of this time and be intentional and ask God to sow the seed of his truth in our hearts. We have to learn to expose our hearts to God's word. Where will you place the emphasis in days to come? That's the question. How can I sow the seed, Pastor? Well, here's how you can do it. You can begin by getting the Bible out and beginning to read it again. Have you ever heard anybody say, boy, if I had time, I'd read the Bible. If I had the time, I'd read the Bible. I got a text just this week from a dear person who said to me, I just finished reading my Bible through for the first time. Oh, what a blessing that is. What a blessing that is. And uh, the, the person said to me, I'm going to start again to read my Bible. Listen, the more we expose our hearts, our minds to the truths of God's word, the more that God can allow those seeds to, to, to begin to uh, to spring forth in our lives, the more that we will see our behavior and our attitude and, 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 and our minds transformed into the image of Christ, conformed to the image of the Son of God. We have to expose ourselves to the seed. Will we do it with Bible reading? I hope so. I hope you'll read your Bible. Don't allow these days and these moments to go by without getting in the Word of God. When you get in the Bible, would you open it and read it and say, Lord, speak to me, show me truth. And then when God shows you that truth, then will you pray and ask the Lord to help you obey that truth? If God reveals to you something that he wants done, a command, then would you pray and ask God to help you to fulfill his command? If the Lord by his spirit reveals to you in his word a sin that you've committed, then would you confess that sin and say, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would forgive me and cleanse me of that sin and help me that I will not repeat it. I want to tell you, friend, if you will expose your ground, the ground, the soil of your heart to the seed of God's word, God will produce fruit in your lives. You will see things change. You will begin to see a crop grow in your life. Fruit will begin to abound and people will notice. But most importantly, the Lord Jesus will notice. And so sow the seed with Bible reading and study. Memorize the scripture. Meditate upon the scripture. Think about what God has said. Pray. Encourage fellow believers. Begin to serve the Lord in ministry. I've noticed that people over the years, well, I used to do that. I used to be involved in this and I used to be involved in that. Let me ask you, when did you ever get to a time in your Christian life where the Lord said to you, it's okay to quit serving me? We don't retire from God's work. And may the Lord help us to continue to be faithful, to serve him. And as we serve him in humility, God produces fruit in our lives. Oh, may God help us to sow the seed in our community, to sow the seeds of the gospel, telling people about the Lord, learning. Why don't you take advantage of this time and memorize passages of scripture, which will help you present the gospel to your neighbors.
take advantage of this time and, and read Bible-believing uh, scriptural books that will help you, books by authors that are the faithful to the Word of God, and, and they can help you. Why don't you take advantage of that time and grow in the Christian life? Take a particular book of the Bible and ask the Lord to help you. Get engaged in your Sunday school class like never before. And, and as you're following through uh, in the book of Genesis, through the life of the patriarchs is where we are right now, then you can uh, learn truths in the word of God that will help you. Listen, those patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what they experienced in their lives are many wonderful lessons for us because what they experienced are many of the experiences that we have today. And you say, well, I don't know how to handle all these problems in my life. Well, aren't you glad that the Bible reveals to us that other people dealt with them and how they persevered and how God gave them victory? It's there for us. Let's get in it. Let's sow the seed into our hearts. Be intentional in your obedience to God. He said in verse 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Do what you know to do. Hey, young person, do what, you're, what you know to do. If you know you're supposed to read your Bible, read it. If you know that you're supposed to pray, then begin to pray. If you know you're supposed to be a witness, then begin to witness. Obey the Lord. Do what God has told you to do. If you're supposed to honor your father and mother, then do it. If they tell you to make your bed in the morning, then do it. So to yourselves in righteousness. If you know there are things that you've allowed in your life that are not righteous, if you know that these are things that promote sinfulness and wickedness in your heart, then understand you have to remove it. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Do what you know to do is right, and God will bless you. He'll bless your life. He'll make a beautiful garden. He'll be glorified in it. Sow into your life. Sow into your marriage, husband. Sow into your children. Sow into your neighbors and into the unsaved of this world. Sow the seeds of truth and faith. Think of the missionary friends across the world who are dealing with this. And uh, they need our prayers. They need our support. Let's be faithful to sow. Let's be faithful to do what God has called us to do. This is a time to seek the Lord. That means this is a time to plant. It's not a time to be idle. It's a time to plant and to sow the seed in our hearts and in the lives of others. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Oh, may God help us to sow the truths of God's Word. May we sow to the Spirit. It is time to plant. Well, let me give you the third thing this, this, this evening, and that is this. It's time to plead. Notice what the Bible says here in verse 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. Oh, that's what we need, isn't it? We need the mercy of God. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come. And what's the next word, church? And rain righteousness upon you. You know, there was 
two things my grandfather could do. <laughs> he could plow and he could plant. But the thing he could not do is produce the crop. No, what he had to do at the end of the day after he'd plowed, at the end of the day after he planted, what did he have to do? He just had to go back to the house and wait. He had to go back to the house and pray and pray that the Lord of the harvest would send rain. You see, after we've plowed, after we have planted, then we must learn to plead. We must learn to plead. It's time to plead. That means it's time to pray and wait on the Lord. Now, every moment of our lives, it's time to pray. We need to pray before we ever put the plow on the ground. We need to pray while the plow is breaking through the ground. We need to pray while we're planting and while we're sowing. We need to stay in constant communion with the Lord and pray. But there is a sense here where we are helpless. There's nothing left for us to do. We've been obedient to God and we must look to the Lord and we must trust him and we must wait upon him to send the rain. And may God help us as his people to take advantage of this time to seek him. For it is time to seek the Lord. You say, I can't go to work like I used to. There's nothing to watch on television like there used to be. I can only scroll through Facebook so long. It's time to seek the Lord. If I only had time, I'd read the Bible. Well, you have it. If I only had time, I'd pray. If my life wasn't in such a rush, well, now it's not for most. It's time to seek the Lord. I can't wait until we meet again. I can't wait until this auditorium is filled with people. I can't wait to hear your voices as we sing the congregational hymns. I can't wait to hear the choir. I can't wait to see you moving about this auditorium, greeting one another. But when we come together, what will be different? I'll tell you what will be different. It depends upon what we do now. It depends on what we do with this opportunity. What will God do through the Tabernacle Baptist Church? Well, that question will be determined by what you and I do tonight and tomorrow. Will we plow? Will we plant? And will we plead? I don't want to go through life and miss what God has for me. I don't want to go through life and the life of our church and see my children grow up and us fall short of God's purposes. I want the touch and blessings and mercy of God upon our church. I want our children to know God, to experience his power and his grace, to see him move in a mighty way. And if we're going to see that happen, if we're gonna see our future changed, then as I said a moment ago, the present must be disturbed. Let's take advantage of the opportunity that God has given us. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people. Well, I wanna tell you, we're his people. We belong to him. If my people, which are called by my name, we're called by his name. 
If we will humble ourselves, that means we'll recognize that we don't, uh, we, we don't have power to provide for ourselves, that, that we don't have the wherewithal to make it through these difficult times, that, that we don't even have the strength and ingenuity uh, to make it through the day, friends. When we learn to depend upon God and when we learn to humble ourselves and then pray, to call on God, to show our dependence upon him and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's time to seek the Lord. May God help us to seek him. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.